You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up, War Report family? We are back with another great edition of the Auburn Express podcast powered by the War Report. Guys, it's LSU week. Joining me as always is Auburn Means. Check him out on Twitter. Follow him at Auburn Means. And also joining us is a special guest, Miss Daily Joy, a regular guest of the Message Board Genius Podcast. Uh, she is our resident LSU expert this week. Daily, thanks for joining us. Uh, let's jump right in here. Who, okay. is LS- who is LSU? Right. <laughs> LSU was once a prestigious program that put up one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen in 2019 and then somehow inexplicably fired the coach. Brian Kelly is now <laughs> down in Baton Rouge. Uh, fired the coach responsible for the greatest season we've ever seen. Uh, and now Brian Kelly is 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 there. Tell us about tell us about LSU. Tell us who Auburn is facing daily. Um, they're, well, they're not facing the DBU of years past. That okay. is for sure. Um, the the LSU that we have all come to know and love um, is is not present and accounted for this season. Um, it's so weird as an LSU fan to have grown up dreading watching the offense play. Um, waiting for the defense to see the field, and now it's the tables have completely turned. So I think that LSU is in a little bit of an identity crisis. Um, who they've been for pretty much the entirety of the program is not who they are anymore. Mm. Um, I think that comes along with the head coaching change. I think that comes along with um, someone who a lot of people deem not a culture fit. I personally think the culture fit thing is a sham. It's a crock. I don't. I don't really care if you're a culture fit. If you can win games, that's really all that matters to me. Um, Nick that's Saban wasn't a culture fit. That's what we thought about Brian Harson. <laughs> well, that, that end well for us. You know, Nick Saban wasn't a culture fit. He seemed to do pretty well. Les Miles wasn't a culture fit. I have my own opinions about him as a person, um, but a lot of people love to acknowledge the fact that he won an Addy. Um, so non-culture fits and culture fits alike have worked at LSU. So I don't think that that really <laughs> deems as necessary as many people think it does. Um, but I do think that the culture of that program is in a little bit of limbo. I don't think they really know who they are. Mm. Um, I think a big, a big chunk of um, any success they've had this season is riding on the heels of phenomenal quarterback and Jaden Daniels. Um, but I, I think that there's a lot of, there's still a lot of question marks um, going into week seven and there's still a lot, a lot of unanswered questions. So um, I'd love to to sit here and say they know exactly who they are and I know exactly the product that they're going to put on the field. But unfortunately that's just not the case. Uh, did you like the hire? No, you didn't like the hire. Okay. Didn't like the hire. I, I kind of threw a fit. A lot of people told me to drink the Kool-Aid. Mm. Um, I, I stand, I stand by, uh, by not drinking the Kool-Aid. I don't think one year um, going to an SEC championship is really as big of a deal as a lot of people thought it was. Mm. Um, and especially a game that you very easily could have not been in. I mean, you're talking in one overtime play against Alabama going differently and the whole side of the SEC West. changes extremely so 
I think they put a lot of emphasis on that one game, honestly, on that one play. Um, you saw the talent discrepancy when you got to the SEC championship. Um, I think there's some major coaching issues. Um, and I think that comes, um, with having Brian Kelly as your head coach. Um, Mm. so I didn't like the hire. Uh, I still don't really like the hire. Um, but I'm stuck with him. So I'm going to do what I can. Well, I join you in not really loving the hire. I'm a closeted LSU fan. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that's okay. We'll t- we'll accept you. <laughs> I pick I pick LSU almost every week when we make our picks. Memes, jump in here. Uh, Daily just told us about LSU. She said pretty much we don't know who we are. Uh, does Auburn know who they are? Is this going to be the battle of two teams that are just searching for an identity right now? Uh, I think LSU's got much more of an identity than Auburn does. I would say, and- yeah, at least offensively, right? Yeah, I mean, the defense is definitely a, a little bit of a struggle right now, for sure. But, I mean, I think LSU, they gotta, they got to gotta fix that. But they're in fine shape. I mean, they, they still have a lot of season left to play for, I'd say arguably more than Auburn does. And kind of going to the point that Daly mentioned of last year's season, and not to purposely, but, you know, I don't mind doing it, but to kind of um, dump on LSU a little bit here. If you look at that 2022 season, I think it was definitely propped up a little bit by just some fortunate luck because, as mentioned, the best one of that season was a very scrappy overtime win with Alabama. You lost to Tennessee, you lost to A&M, and then probably your next best win on there is Ole Miss and kind of a myth Florida team. And everything else was just kind of cakewalk for that team. So I think just the way that it played out, the fact that they had the head-to-head over Alabama, I think the winning the SEC West made that season seem a lot better than it was. And, of course, you do have the loss to Florida State in there as well. Mm. So was it as great? Eh, maybe, maybe not. You can argue how good the West was and wasn't last year, but, I mean, there were still some – games like even the Auburn game last year and the Arkansas game that came probably a little closer than they should have been. And so uh, that, and I think they ran and they ran a lot of momentum into this season from that. And then I think you just kind of start to see some of those. I think you see, start to see some of that get exposed when it may not have been as real as you thought it was. Be- beating Alabama definitely will buy you some goodwill with your fan base, right? Like, Unfortunately. I mean, <laughs> you know, if you want to win championships, Unfortunately, that has gone through Tuscaloosa for a long time. So I think, you know, for a coach like Brian Kelly coming in and beating Alabama in year one, like Daly said, maybe a little bit of fool's gold, but, you know, it certainly doesn't hurt. You'd rather win that game than lose it. Obviously, more times than not. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, Daly, kind of going back to you, LSU has been prolific offensively, but. The dichotomy between offense and defense is insane for a team with so many five stars. How did like what <laughs> LSU was last in almost every single defensive statistical category that matters. They are last in run defense, 13th in pass defense, uh, last in total yards allowed per game, and 13th in points allowed per game. You do you think Auburn has struggled offensively? What do you what do you see in this one? You know, can Auburn actually get their offense started versus this LSU defense, or does LSU pull something out of the hat here on Saturday at home? No, I think I think um, if Auburn has the um, 
talent on that side of the ball to get their offense going, this is the team to get your offense going against. I don't think our defense is capable. Mm. If I'm being really honest with you, I don't see a lot of fight in our defense. Um, I think I saw the most fight in the last quarter of our last game. Um, and it did look like a, like they had maybe kind of sort of figured it out. Um, but I'm not so sure that wasn't out of desperation and not wanting to lose to a Missouri team and have at that point in time as a, as some, as a dire LSU fan, like our season would have been over. Um, a lot of schools, um, a lot of teams that wouldn't be the case, but for LSU, it would have been. Um, but I, I don't know if it was desperation. I don't know if all of a sudden someone just lit a fire. I don't, I don't exactly know what happened, but that was the most fight I've seen out of that LSU defense all season long. Um, can that carry into this week? I'm, I'm not convinced um, because we haven't had any kind of consistency. Um, and again, I think that starts with your coaching staff. I'm in, extremely disappointed in Matt House and Brian Kelly. Mm. You have arguably one of the best defensive players in the country on our side of the ball in Harold Perkins, and you have completely eliminated him as a threat. Um, yeah. You have changed the defensive scheme. You have not set him up for success. And you'll notice the two, three, four plays that he gets a chance to do what he's really, really good at. He succeeds, but they have completely eliminated him from play. And I, I don't know how you do that as, as the de- defensive coordinator and how as a head coach, you allow your defensive coordinator to do that because ultimately you do have the final say. So if Auburn's offense has a chance to get going, um, they should do it this week. <laughs> Memes. <laughs> I'm about to be the I mean I'm about to be the villain. You already know. <laughs> yeah, you already go know. Go ahead. The floor is yours. The floor All is right, yours. So, Albert's offense, dude. What are the chances? We're we're skeptics so over here daily. There's a term that I'm about to do, and it's called anti-boogin. Boogin is a an Auburn term for the lot of sunshine bump, and you get the orange and blue glasses way too thick. When you anti-boog, that means you're down to reality and uh you're gonna make some people mad. And in this case, as I said, we're going to be the villain. So let me be the villain right here. Okay. So statistically wise, offensively, Auburn is absolutely in the pits for the Southeastern Conference. <laughs> okay. This, this, like, is I worse, just, this is worse on worse here. Like Auburn's right. offense on LSU defense is absolutely yeah. worse. And on LSU's worse. defense yeah. is really, is really bad. So let me let me just kind of throw something out here. So a lot of Auburn people are really resting on the laurels of like, oh, well, Auburn, Auburn's got, they're just rushing the ball. They're killing it. So Auburn is fourth in the SEC right now for total rushing yards. Okay. Okay. Now, if you were to take away a thousand and technically 14, because there's a little cusp there, Auburn, or sorry, a thousand. If you take away 114, Auburn at that point goes down to eighth in the SEC for rushing. It's not a very big margin between four and eight right there. Everybody well, really, I guess wait, three. What's the significance of the 114 you're taking away? What? You said if you take away 114. Okay. Uh, I'm saying I'm saying if you if you go up or down a hundred in each direction, all those teams are relatively close to each other than rushing yards. Like there's not a every everyone like I think a lot of Auburn fans are really, really looking at it. Well, Old Miss through Kentucky are all within 200 rushing yards of each other. So it's not like Auburn is by and large way ahead of everybody else. So let's look at the other side of that, though, because, yeah, I mean, the rushing has been good thus far. Well, if you go to passing, like I said, you you add 100 or 115, 14 in each direction for Auburn. Well, they would jump significantly in where they are ranked in rushing. Well, let's just say you add those to Auburn's passing yards right now. Okay. well, let's just say we add on the extra Auburn is 14th in passing. 
let's say we add those 115 yards to Auburn's passing because there's no point in going backwards. Well, guess what? They're still in 14th. Let's go ahead and add another 100 yards to it. Guess what? They're still in 14th. Another 100 yards. They're Okay, we'll fast forward it here. It would take 400 yards more passing for Auburn to jump to 13th in the SEC for passing. Yikes. And then if we keep going from there, it is abysmally bad. Auburn is 394 yards, basically a whole really good game or two okay games behind Tennessee in passing right now. There's absolutely no balance, and that's propped up with cupcakes with UMass and Sanford. Yeah. So it is abysmally bad, and I think people just have to come down the reality of it does not matter how good you rush unless it is 2013 Nick Marshall good with a passing game that is just this out of whack to think that they can go in there and even face against a really bad defense and by far the most hostile away environment that you're going to play that this is going to click. Now, do we hope it clicks? Absolutely. I don't see I just don't have faith. I'm not going to believe any of this till it does. I'm not going to believe that Peyton Thorns can be good on the road till I see it. And, and none, Auburn has not showed me anything to give me any reason to believe that this stuff is going to happen. And then we'll get the scoring. And I've said it on the mountaintops. I'm going to say it again. This will be my last point. Out of Auburn's four offensive touchdowns that they have scored in power five games, three of those four came from turnovers that gave them a short field. They have only put together one full touchdown gaining offensive drive in three power five games. That is absolutely yeah. terrifying. Yeah, brutal. And, and if LSU doesn't give you a turnover, uh, what do you, wh- where are you expecting this thing to click? That's where I'm at. I'm in my evil layer preaching the manifesto that this sucks and I will not change it till I see a change. I have a weird stat to add to that. At Texas A&L, it is game. It is game six for a lot of people. Auburn obviously has only played five games because they had a bye week, but um, Texas A&M at this juncture, the halfway juncture of the season has two quarterbacks with more passing yards than Peyton Thorne. Love that. They have two quarterbacks. Their backup and their original starter both have more passing yards than Peyton Thorne. So, I mean, if there were a game where LSU were going to get their defense going, this would be the game for them. This is the antithesis, Daily. I, I just stick with me here. This at least LSU has the at least you could at least you have a Harold Perkins to complain about, right? We we don't have that at Auburn on offense. I think it's been you know the receivers. Heather Dinich from ESPN came to Auburn. I saw her at this practice, uh, and she very famously tweeted, "I think Auburn fans are going to need to have some." patience with their wide receivers the wide receivers took that personally and then this past game has been a complete mess uh so it'll be interesting to see uh guys let's let's talk you know we've talked about offense versus defense and defense versus offense um daily you and i spent some time talking yesterday uh about hugh freeze now We've seen Hugh Freeze in the SEC before. He did this at Ole Miss. He pulled off two wins versus Nick Saban. That's that's a short club. I joked with them that they should have jackets or special Dakota rings or something saying, I beat Nick Saban. <laughs> um, what are your impressions of Hugh Freeze as a coach from, you know, you guys' side of the comp, you know, where you sit in Louisiana? Uh, is this a game that LSU fans are worried about? Do they think Hugh Freeze can come in here and pull off the upset? 
Um, I wouldn't say that they're worried this year, um, but I do think that there is a little bit of fear in playing Hugh Freeze after he's been at Auburn for a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, Historically speaking, you know, the Auburn LSU game is pretty much always a good one. Um, I don't know how it'll be this year, um, but I think it's always a pretty good game. And then you pile that with a coach that has had um, some pretty good success in the SEC. I liked the Hugh Freeze to Auburn hire because I think that college football is better when Auburn is good. Um, I love when Auburn's good. You say you're a closeted LSU fan. I'm a closeted Auburn fan. Um, so I always want Auburn to be good because I just think the college football is better that way. Um, I liked the hire because I thought that Hugh Freeze had the capability of coming in and making Auburn competitive. Hmm. I'm also not um, – I'm not ignorant to what college football is and has become. And I think it takes some time, especially with the transfer portal as quickly as you can turn a team around. It also, it can take just as long to rebuild a a program. And I think that's what he's having to do. I think the Harson era really hurt Auburn. Um, And so I think give Hugh a little bit of time, but as far as I know, LSU fans are nervous for what happens when he has time to actually really dig his feet in and build a, a solid program over there in the plates. Yeah. I think Auburn fans would probably hope that you're right. Uh, in that memes jump in here, man, Hugh freeze it's year one. He's asked for a lot of patience. However, this has actually offensively the flow, the floor has been lowered in the passing game year over year. Now he went out and he got his guy, he got Payne Thorne, but somehow Peyton Thorne is on track to throw for fewer yards than Robbie Ashford did last year in nine starts. How yeah, is this? Dis- how is this possible in a Hugh Freeze offense? Yeah, it's disappointing because like record. If, for me, it's not about the record. I mean, I think the record will pretty much play out how most most people expect it. For me, it's kind of what is the what is the fine print of the record? Kind of what happens? It's kind of like two thousand nine. You look at the record in two thousand nine. You don't really feel great about it but there was a lot of positivity that season because so many problems that had plagued Auburn in the past you really felt like they were putting one foot forward and just leaving that behind them but here it just seems like a lot of these problems that had just been going on now for the better part of five plus years in some cases minus the offensive line I think that's really the only monkey that Hugh Freeze has pretty much shoved off their back wholeheartedly it's just a lot of it's still there and some of it's just getting worse and it's just you really scratch your head or it's just like okay, this is, this isn't what we, this isn't what we thought it would be. This was, it was supposed to be different, but yet here it is. And I guess it's just, does it, does it start going forward? I I think it's, I've, I've really preached against the whole team of destiny thing. Don't have to have this team of destiny situation for things to be going in the right direction. That's such an old storyline too. Yeah. Yeah. You want to feel like something's actually moving (laughs) in here. Like you feel like it's moving, but in some cases it's moving backwards. Now, where I will take a little bit more of an optimistic take is you look back at some of these other coaches recently that have had temporary setbacks. Like you look what Venables did, and now Oklahoma's firing all cylinders. You look what uh, Mike Norvell did down in Florida State. They're really firing strong too. So, I mean, sometimes these year ones can just be ugly, but as long as the recruiting and the other things are going, there's just a lot of factors that kind of go into it. And as the season goes on and as there's roster turnover of guys transferring and leaving and coming in and committing and all that, I think the storyline of this will make a lot more sense in hindsight. I think it's just, it's, it's, it's frustrating and it's, 
it's frustrating in one way that it's happening, but it's also frustrating that you don't necessarily have the answers as to what the problems are. And let's be real. I mean, the coaches know what's actually going on, but you can't, you can't just come out on the, on the, in the, in the press conference and just have a list of guy. Hey, this guy sucks. This guy sucks. This guy sucks. This guy sucks. This guy was a bad evaluation. This guy, uh, we never should offer. Like you can't do that. And there may be some of that kind of in their heads going on right now. We don't know. Or it could just be the fact that there's bad scheming and coaching. Maybe it's coordinator system because we don't know right now. In, in hindsight, if it doesn't turn around, we will. Or who knows? I mean, this could be a week where I'm not going to predict that Auburn's going to beat LSU, but maybe things start looking better. You get some positive momentum, and then maybe you come out and you beat Ole Miss at home. You say, oh, well, they had a slump for Cal through Georgia, and they woke up against LSU, got it going in the right direction, and then the all cylinders started turning. Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember the 2013 LSU game? We lost that game. Yeah, it was the monsoon game. Right. But in the second half of that game, Auburn figured something out. And it was all anybody talked about. They were like, whoa, that team woke up in the second half of that game. I believe it was in Death Valley. And they went on and came really close to winning a national title that year. I think that fans would be satisfied with that kind of loss. Now, you refer memes in the teams that you referenced in Florida State and Oklahoma. One of the things that I think is interesting is, is both those teams returned their quarterback the next year, and those quarterbacks took significant steps forward in year two. I'm not sure that Auburn has their year two quarterback on the roster right now. Well, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's just like, do you expect a guy to do great year one of starting? have a regression record wise year two, but still fair enough on the stat sheet, just an absolute plummet to the Canyon year three and just expect year four to just like the light bulb to go off. I just, I'm not a, I'm not a stats pro here. I just don't feel like you see that a whole lot. Obviously referring to the mm-hmm. situation of Peyton Thorne. So I've got no clue what the quarterback. There's just at this point, I think as far as quarterback situation for Auburn goes for through the rest of this year, through next year, I think legitimately every option is realistically on the table right now, minus that of Peyton Thorne going to the NFL, which was a potential thought at the beginning of the season. But I think we can pretty safely put that one to bed unless he's got the best second half season comeback in college football history. Yeah, I don't see that happening there. Um, this game is at, this is a night game at LSU. Uh, night games at LSU are wild. They are an absolute experience in college sports if you have not experienced it i highly recommend it i'm not going to the game this weekend but uh godspeed to everybody who's going to be down there that that scary (laughs) place the last time i went to lsu uh their fans tried to turn over the bus with tuberville's family in it like (laughs) it was it was nuts It, it was such a great experience i think i think it's one of the best experiences in college football, if not the hardest play, uh, place to play in college football. Um, this rivalry has been a little one-sided, especially in Death Valley. Uh, Brian Harson somehow went down there and pulled off a win a couple of years ago. First one since <laughs> like in 20 years or something, like they said. Uh, the, what I mean, are the- you got it. You got to fire Coach O for losing to Brian Harson. I mean, it's, you know what I mean. Like, right. a lot is that's a question. Is a at least they got a championship is, out of it. Yeah, is a national championship better than the embarrassment of a home loss to Brian Harson? One hundred percent. I don't know. I mean, that's a, any day of the week. Any day of the week. Any that wasn't even week. our worst loss of the season. I was, I was, I was trying to 
y'all just ruined the fun there so i think y'all for taking the, I was, I was obviously it was obviously a little bit of a troll but y'all had to take that very literally so yeah for, uh, ruining my joy uh, no worries bro we got you we got your back so this again this night game here i think i think there are a lot of things that are stacked up against auburn but i wanted to ask each of you i wanted to do to do a little thought experiment here how auburn wins this game if <laughs> Oh, my, come on. Yes, I, I want to hear from you, negative Nancy down there. No, no, let me, let me go second. Let me go second okay, on this. Right, I need Nancy, to, yeah. How does Auburn, well, LSU, I'll, I'll, LSU loses this game if for you. How about that? Uh, Jaden Daniels gets the flu and Garrett Nussmeyer gets kidnapped. I mean, like, the, that's, <laughs> okay. that's the only way. All right. Uh, well, I know, there's, I know what there's to, no I know what to do. Okay. All right. So it's a lock. I'm going to ask you for a prediction here in a second, but Daly says it's a lock. LSU is winning. There's no way you lose this Auburn team. So Me. translate it like the the third string quarterback starts. Like that's where it's at. And I think that's, yeah, I'm honestly, and not, I don't even know who it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm not probably even better uh, than everybody we got. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm honestly not too far off from a take like that. I mean, I think right. it has to be just egregious amounts of mistakes from LSU and I, I think Auburn has to win the time possession at least like 40 to 20 minutes I mean it would have to be like Auburn would just have to keep the ball away from that high-powered offense I think you'd have to have just sustained very long 15 plus play drives down the field that just eat away clock that just did just take the crowd out of the game keep it quiet and just annoying kind of three two style football where it's just a boring game, low scoring. LSU makes a few mistakes, but just doesn't have any time to get their offense going. And I hate to say it, but it, it just is what it is based upon the fact of how much Auburn has scored on them. They're going to have to turn the ball over and Auburn's not. And I, I, I don't see it. I mean, you're going to have to, I've said the key to this is I think they're going to do what they did last year, but it actually worked. It's just come out passing the ball. Mm. I think, Auburn tries to predicate their game plan around solely rushing. Mm -hmm. I don't love the chances of that being enough to win because just like with Georgia, it's going to work. But when it comes down to the wire and you've got to start airing that ball out and you've got to yeah. start managing the clock and your receivers are like, oh, okay, we've ran six or seven pass attempts in the last two and a half quarters. Sweet. All right, let's go. We're totally ready for that. Like, just get – establish it early get everybody warmed up get everybody comfortable before it's like okay the adrenaline's going we have to do this thing now and like i said i mean peyton thorne has just shown he's not comfortable in those situations so unless they kind of change that narrative to where it's predicated on that and hugh free says they're not changing the philosophy uh, i mean it would just have to be some type of stupid lsu turning the ball over pick sixes scoop and score type crap mm. control the control the clock and just hope that defense is as bad as people are thinking it is, which I don't, I don't think it is. I mean, LSU, I know that it's, it's looked bad against some cupcake or cupcake -er opponents, but I mean, with Florida state and old, like they've played some good offenses that have definitely have a lot more firepower than Auburn has. So I think Auburn fans are kind of going to that with this false sense of like, Oh, their offense is bad without looking in the mirror of, or excuse me, their defense is bad without looking in the mirror of what your own offense is. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my situation. Can I ask? Can I ask daily question? No, no, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me, let me. Wait, before, you ask, before you ask that question, I, I'll okay. say, I'll add this. If I have any book for this game, any mm. book at all, guys, mm. it's 
Auburn creating negative plays from the defensive side. They have been historically good at creating turnovers so far this season. I think if they're going to have any shot in this game, they're going to have to force about five. Yeah, but they're not getting any pass rush, and that's the problem. Well, yeah, but still, they're getting interceptions, though, and they are forcing fumbles. I mean, they're averaging like three turnovers a game right now. At Just at that baseline and some luck on offense, I would give Auburn a small chance. But, you know, to your point earlier, they're going to have to get a short field for this offense and try to force some – Force a lot of parity, man. I mean, just muck this thing up. That that 2019 game, it was, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was like rainy and it was ugly. And Auburn lost that game 23 to 20. You but, mean the game that Derek Brown was held copious amounts of times? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was all yeah, on call. Yeah, okay. But, that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember definitely. That? I don't think LSU was the better team than that was, was, I don't think Auburn was the better team than LSU that day, but if you're going to have a chance, that's the type of game that I would need to see. I'll be that's honest. I mean, if the ugly. refs aren't calling holes, you just hold them. Like, that's a that's a great play. I mean, shoot, I mean, Nick Saban's got a few national championship under his belts because of that. I mean, it was just a – you know, I'll never forget that 2013 bowl game where they played Oklahoma and the, the – I guess it was Big Ten refs or Pac-12 was actually calling holding calls. And, I mean, it just Nick Saban looked flabbergasted. Like, he didn't know what that was. He just didn't know. That they could get holding calls. The SEC refs just, you know, they didn't they didn't send the memo over not to do that. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that would be great. And honestly, too, uh, penalties. That's another thing I'm gonna add to that. Since I'm ranting on it, I mean, LSU is just gonna have to shoot themselves in the foot with penalties. And Georgia kind of did that too. And I mentioned that in the last episode. Like Georgia gave Auburn some gimmies, and there was one play that I think it was the, either the Jarquez run for the touchdown or the play before that where Auburn got away with a pretty good hold of their own. It was uncalled. It happened. So I'm not saying, you know, it was a major difference one way or another. I'm sure Georgia got away with a handful of their theirs too. But, I mean, you're going to have to have them. And really, it just it, LSU is going to have to do everything they can to try to lose that game. I don't think you can come out and just have this one be a pure slugfest. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd love to be wrong. But I think I think you said it right. It's going to have to be ugly. Ugly. Yeah. yeah. Listen, Auburn's not going to win a shootout with LSU. Um, all right. You have a question for Daly, and I want to get into score predictions. Okay. So I was doing a podcast episode today, and it was recapping the As strange. Yeah. This will be <laughs> two of the three that I record today. And it was recapping the strange Auburn LSU history. And if you go back 35 plus years, Auburn LSU have had a lot of eventful games, whether it be from natural disasters, buildings burning down. Uh, you had to reschedule a game because of 9 11 in 2001 to December. You hear Hurricane Ivan about knock one out, just lots of weird stuff. Then on top of that, just weird things happened in the games they did, such as the loser leave home game with less miles, John Vaughn missing all these kicks, and the list goes on. And the point of this episode, or the point of the, the conversation, is really kind of getting to the fact of, with conference realignment, Auburn's obviously not playing LSU next year. And I think that makes a lot of people sad. And I think the more we talk about it, like, wow, like we're really going to miss that one. Maybe conference realignment sucks a little bit. But I wanted to get it from the LSU perspective. Where does LSU really rank this rivalry with Auburn as far as, like, if you were to n- n- list your top one, two, three, four, and so on, 
of college football rivals in the SEC. Yeah, how important are we to you daily? Like, are you going to miss us? Is this a one-sided relationship? Yeah, yeah. Like, how does this how does this look for you guys? Because we're we're kind of in like a forced breakup right now. From right. The SEC, Do you love so. me as much as I love you? Like, what's, yeah, what's going we, on here? How we feel, man? Now I'm like, do I even tell the truth? Um, no, I'm just kidding. It's I, not you. It's me. I, yeah, exactly. No, um, I. From what I know and from what the people closest to me know, um, this is the game we will miss the most um, is LSU-Auburn. Um, we, like, we don't really have the rival that people have. Um, y'all have Alabama. Um, you know, Texas has A&M. Florida has Florida State. All, all these in-state school rivalries, we don't have one of those. Um, and so – and th- now with the whole – when Missouri and A&M join, they're trying to make us rivals with A&M. And I'm like, y'all are irrelevant to society and to us. We yeah. literally don't care. Um, there's not a school I hate more in the country than Texas A&M. Um, and so when we realized that we weren't playing Auburn anymore, I think I can speak for 99% of our fan base when I say that we were devastated. This rivalry is fun because it's not um, – like we love going to Auburn. I have always said it's my favorite place to go um, away game wise. Um, your fans are incredible. Um, I love the city, the town of Auburn um, and the rivalry is fun. It's just a fun, like healthy rivalry. Um, I know LSU fans are really toxic and mean to y'all, but y'all have never been anything but great to us. Um, right. Well, I mean, so I it, it's worth saying that I can happily say that no one from our fan base, at least not on film, has teabagged someone from your fan base. And not every school in the state of Alabama can say that. Mm. It's true. It's That's true. true. Um, and I think we all, I think we all bond over the fact that we all hate the same school. I think we have that in common. Um, so I, I know I speak for myself and a lot of other people when I say this, this game and this rivalry will legitimately be missed. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think I, you know, daily you ha- you actually um, have worked recruiting at LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, similarly, uh, you know, I know Memes has spent some time around the, the program when he was at Auburn, and you know, I worked for Auburn, you know, in that athletic department. I remember the players commenting that this was the always the hardest hitting game of the year. The they fire up the ice bass, man. After this was over, it was it was we are going to hit hit hit, and they everybody came out of this injured. <laughs> Right. And if you didn't get injured, it was because you didn't play hard enough because these teams would just hit the hell out of each other in this matchup traditionally. Uh, it's been one. I think that, you know, you you said something earlier about college football being better when Auburn is good. And I would say that these rivalries, when they become one sided, college football suffers. Agreed. You know? Right. And so it, you know, going down and getting the win against LSU a couple of years ago was it meant so much. It was all anybody could talk about. Right. It's been 20 years since we've gone out there and came out with a win and they managed to do it. So, Thanks, uh, Joe. <laughs> right. We're on podcast. So you guys didn't see what just happened. But I want you to imagine <laughs> what they just did. I just told him it was number one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, so it'll be interesting to see if they can 
renew a little bit of that, given that they're going off of the regular rotation. Guys, we got to talk about, before we get out of here, we got to talk about our score predictions here. Memes, I'm, I'm going to let our guests go last. I'm going to start with you. What is the final score of this one? You, you're very anti-book today. I, I get it. You don't think Auburn's going to win, but but yeah, how did Auburn, they lose this one? Is it another heartbreaker like last yeah, week? Yeah, so Auburn's overdue to bust the spread some. I mean, they've been keeping they've been keeping some of these pretty close. I think the spread is somewhere between ten and a half and eleven and a half, depending on what what your book has it at. Mm. I I could easily see this one being the the, the ugly one that's LSU wins by seventeen plus, and that could get a little uglier. I I think the key here is. LSU comes out scoring quickly and getting that score up high, completely changing Auburn's game plan right out of the gate, forcing them to pass the ball a lot, getting in Peyton Thorne's head. And it just, it stalls and maybe Auburn can move the ball, but are they going to, are they going to be able to get it in the end zone? I don't, I don't know how good I feel about it. So this, uh, this, this might be, this might be that game. So I'm going to, okay. The actual score prediction. I'm going to say like, Oh, maybe like a 13 to 35, 42 type game. I mean, it could be one. It could be one of those. I I feel like I honestly feel like it could be one of those. And it could be propagated by like Auburn actually gets like a fair amount of yards. Like they just move it between the 20s, but just don't get it in. Mm, Okay. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go and I'm going to let daily go. I'm going to give our guests the, the, the floor last. I'm going, I've given them a few more points than you. I think they get 21 in this one. There's going to be a garbage time touchdown in there somewhere. I, I'm going 21 45. They got to kick a field goal. I think I haven't, I'm totally just spitballing this from my head. All right. 24 45. Okay. When's the last time Auburn hadn't kicked a field goal in Baton Rouge? Like I feel like, they always kick a field goal. Yeah. Like, oh, well, it, it, depending on what year you're talking about, you should be asking when was the last time they made a field goal. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They may not make yeah. them all, but they definitely <laughs> kick them. So they'll. Uh, but McPherson's good. So I think McPherson will get some up there. All right, you you convinced me. 20, 24 to forty five. I I think LSU goes bonkers, and I I don't think it's because this defense plays terrible necessarily, but I I've until we've seen it offensively. Um. I think LSU might have some short fields. You know, they may get a, tur- a turnover or two. Uh, certainly they created, I mean, as bad as the defense has played, they still created some versus Missouri, a very good Missouri offense. So there are still some five stars on that defense. I'm, I, oh man, it's tough. I wanted, I gave Auburn a chance versus Georgia and somehow I'm giving them no chance versus LSU. I, and I know it doesn't make any sense, but it's how I feel. So validate me daily. What's going on here? How do you feel? How does this one end? I'm going LSU 41, Auburn 17. Oh, I right. we're, we're on the same. We're on the same page. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually originally had LSU 38, Auburn 17, and then I remembered that I don't think there's been one game that we haven't had to kick a field goal, so I'm, I threw in another field goal in there just for safe measure. Um, but yeah, I just I, Jane Daniels is so good. He's yeah. so good. He's uh, and and as crazy as it is, he the kind of year he's having, he's extremely underrated. People aren't really talking about him, and I get it. It's a team sport, and LSU's down, so like he's just not going to get the credit he deserves, and, and that sucks for him. But it just is what it is. But I think he, if I'm being really honest, I think he just rips Auburn's defense 
to to shred. It's, it's it's what he's done all season long to everyone. That's not a diss at Auburn. It's a credit to him and what he's been able to do. Um, and if he can't get it in the air, he can take off with it or give it to to one of our running backs that's that's having a good season too. So I just think that offense is too prolific and too powerful. Um, yeah, I mean, and, Auburn hasn't gone against a dual threat quarterback really yet, so it's kind of hard to say exactly how that would look. And I mean, LSU's wide receiver talent is insane. So I mean, I'm I'm I know people are going to hate me for it, but you know, just gotta gotta look at reality for what it yeah, is. Yeah, I, I will say this. I'm going to give before we get out of here. I'm going to give the defense a little bit more credit. I think this is going to be the toughest defense that LSU has faced this year. Statistically, I mean, they're, they've been pretty good. If you, if Auburn could score, this defense would look a lot better on the stat sheet, but the turnovers, man, I, I, we've got to get an update memes on Jalen Simpson. If he plays, I like him. He's been creating havoc. We've got two DBs that, that PFF has rated as the top in the country, the highest graded in the country through five weeks. They are legit on defense, man. And, and similarly to 2019 when we lost to LSU, they're just kind of being forgotten here because they cannot do anything offensively. They just can't do anything offensively. Uh, you know, to give Jalen uh, D- Jaden Daniels some some pub here. Got, listen, he he won't win the Heisman, but he absolutely should, belongs in the room. Uh, team success has a lot to do with who wins the Heisman. So, you know, LSU, I see maybe another loss on that schedule for them. And I, I just don't know that a Heisman, you're going to get a Heisman out of a three loss LSU team. Uh, but he absolutely will deserve to be in the conversation. I've got Michael Penix winning it all. Uh, they don't play any pass defense in the pack, and he's he's throwing, he's going to throw for like five thousand yards and like fifty touchdowns or something like that. So it'll be interesting to see uh, who comes out on top. Uh, we always come out here on top at the Auburn Express, powered by the War Report. I want to thank Daily for joining us from the Message Board Genius Podcast. Check her out over there. They're on Apple Podcasts, guys. So you definitely want to give them a listen and Spotify as well. And as always, thanks to Auburn Means for joining us. We'll be back at you guys next week to commiserate or celebrate whatever happens on Saturday. We're <laughs> <laughs> signing off. And as always, War Eagle. Say it daily. Go Tigers. <laughs> I was close to it. I'll put that in there.